Welcome back to another episode, a, a blockbuster episode, you may say, of the Scorer's Table podcast. I'm William Robbins, joined as always for this off-season edition, Julian McKee. What is good, everybody? It's been a ridiculous day for me. It's been a ridiculous week. Hopefully this will be my last insanely busy week of the year. You know, I don't have running water anymore. That's, oh, that's not very nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I took a, I took a, I, I pretty much waterboarded myself taking a, taking a fucking shower with a jug of water this morning. That was fun. Oof. Um, <laughs> not fun. Yeah, it was tough times today, but you know, well, it happens. Shit happens. I'm, I'm, you know, thank God that this isn't, you know, regular occurrence for me. I'm just lucky for that. But oh um, yeah, on to more. Uh, on some more exciting and good topics. There is plenty to talk about in the NBA. <laughs> there so is much, so much, plenty so much, to so talk much, about so in the NBA. So this we're is the t- this is the time of year where Will just like refreshes like Shams Terrania's tr- Twitter account. Like oh, you have no idea. I have day. I have I have probably loaded up like different team stat sheets and the CBA rulebook maybe forty times in the last twenty four hours. <laughs> I'm like I'm 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 trying to figure out like 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 what like what exceptions the Blazers have now or post uh, post trades. I'm like oh okay they so they have they have this they have this they have this they still have this trade exception they can now for the full mid level except like I am going I am wow. I'm all in this <laughs> I am all in this but I am ready to talk some trades Julian before we get started on trades I have a, I have a surprise stat for you Let's go Who is the only player in the NBA? who had at least 16 charges, 125 screen assists, and at least 53 pointers made. Mookie Betts. Damn it. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Baines. Oh, my man, Aaron Baines. Love Aaron Baines. Uh, Aaron Baines, I can't wait until the some of the podcast after the draft where I can go on my full rant about how, how Aaron Baines' free agent decision could swing the title. Shit. Why I'm I'm with it I'm with it 100. You need everybody everybody talks about like needing more size nowadays because obviously the Lakers succeeded even though I don't think that makes like I don't want to say size matters more but I mean I mean shit you know AD is big fucking guy but and but I don't think that there's kind of like a the thing I think there might be like a over market correction to people like oh we gotta get we need Andre Drummond it's like well actually you don't you kind of just need someone like Aaron Baines which would be great to have and he's not too hard to get so. Yes, yeah. I agree. <laughs> so let's, you, let's you will find no some... Aaron Baines slander on the scores table. It will not happen. Honestly, you you will find more compliments about Aaron Baines maybe than any other player in the NBA. I will not say a bad word about Aaron Baines. Hell yeah, man. Australia. All right, so so all right, so let's let's let's. Do we want to go in order of when the trades happened, or do we want to go like biggest to smallest kind of thing? This is whatever list we we have. Let's just go go with it. All right. So let's 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 talk about about Milwaukee last night. Oh man. So first off, the Bucks sh- shocked the world and they trade for Drew Holiday for and I'm gonna quote Adrian Wojnarowski here for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and draft compensation. At this point, we didn't know what draft compensation meant. So in everyone's minds, they're like. All it took for Eric for for uh, Drew Holiday was Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and like a first round pick. I believe I texted you in all caps. What is New Orleans doing? Yes. Then we found out about the picks, and now I get what New Orleans was doing. 
Mm-hmm. The full trade. Drew Holiday to the to Milwaukee for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, three first round picks and two pick swaps. So basically they have control over essentially the next five years of Milwaukee's drafts. Now let me just say before we even start to get into this trade, it is impossible to grade this trade for Milwaukee until we know what happens with Giannis. Uh-huh. If Giannis signs, if this is what gets Giannis to sign a supermax extension, if Giannis is on this team in two years, then this trade is an A plus because more than any more more than more than even winning a title this year, I guess. Their goal, well, a title would pretty much secure Giannis, but you know what I mean. Their yeah. goal is to get Giannis on this roster for years to come. If this is what it takes, then then it was well worth it. If Giannis mm-hmm. leaves, this is a this is a Brooklyn Nets on steroids disaster in terms of first round picks. It's it's yep yep. And I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, have nothing, I have nothing to say. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, now, nah, but so let's let's start off and talk about this from uh, from the from the Pelicans' point of view. Julian, what do you th- what do you what do you think about it from their point of view? It's funny how you know people could give the Pelicans a lot of shit for oh they had AD and Drew Holiday on their team last year and they traded them away. Oh, they didn't have to trade them away. They had them on you know for another year whatever other contract. The Pelicans in like like Vito Corleone was there or something. They were given two offers they could not refuse. Like you're just Drew Holiday's great. We all love Drew Holiday. He's, a, he's an all-star caliber player who gives you stuff, you know, offensively. <clears throat> excuse me, defensively. You gotta <laughs> take that. You gotta give that. You gotta take that deal if you're the Pelicans. He's not worth that much. No. Like it's. <laughs> he's, no. I don't. I don't know what's worth that much. Maybe like fucking Kevin Durant or something. With all those damn picks. It's in. It's nuts. And maybe. And, and maybe. Maybe not even right now. Post Achilles. I mean, what? Maybe. Maybe Luca. I don't. <laughs> it's that's a that's an insane. It's an insane haul. And this is an I think, insane. Okay. You know, and and I think when that trade first came out, I was with you. I I, I forget what what I said exactly, but I, it was along the lines of yeah, the Pelicans can make the fucking playoffs next year. Like, why are they doing this? Drew yep. Holiday for unless you know. Unless there's something we don't know. He doesn't seem to have guns in the locker room or no. just is like just hated by his entire organization. Um, so why are you doing this? But so, the Pelicans yeah. are still, they, they know they're a little ways away and got to keep collecting assets. Hell yeah. yeah. It's a great move. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look from, from the Pelicans point of view, Drew Holiday has one more year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously, they don't know if he's coming back there. It would be very realistic that he wouldn't want to come back mm-hmm. because they made this trade. It means that they now have guaranteed assets in return for a player that they didn't know if they had. In the short term, they are worse from this trade. But in the future, these picks are going to be worth it. And especially this is this trade is as much of a, of a gamble for the for the Pelicans in a way as it is the uh, as, as, as it is for, for Milwaukee. I mean, if if Giannis leaves, these are some of the most valuable. They might be the most valuable picks in the entire league. Uh huh. I mean, these these picks will be worth an incredible amount. Plus, you get George Hill, who's under contract for nine million dollars. I think you could definitely trade George Hill for for another for another first round pick this year. I'd like, flip like, George. I, I'd flip George Hill. Like, I mean, we'll like, get we'll get into we might yeah. uh, draw on Wesley Matthews' name later. I don't know, but 
I'm not I'm not buying George Hill stock right now. George Hill had a damn good last year, yeah. year and a half, or what have you. I thought George Hill was I thought he was I, I don't know who invented this term. But I thought he was barbecue chicken on the kings. I thought George Hill <laughs> was done quickly. I was like, what the fuck is this? I had yeah. no idea what I was looking he, at. He was fantastic last year from Milwaukee. He led the league in catch and shoot three point percentage. He did. Brad, but... Brad Wanamaker was second. <laughs> so clearly, we know that list means you need skill. <laughs> but but what's what's to stop like like what's to stop because I said Brad Wanamaker? Let's go with the Celtics. What's to stop the Celtics from being like okay, Poirier, Cantor, and the twenty eighth pick in the draft for George Hill? Like 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 that would be a good trade, I think, for both teams. Mm-hmm. It just it's 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 one of these things where it's like I think that um I think that George Hill is another asset for them. Eric Bledsoe's a bit of a salary dump, but who cares? You're mm-hmm. you're essentially getting five years of pick control for a team that could end up being like top three, assuming Giannis leaves. And if not, you still get picks, which are still assets. I think it's a, a fantastic trade for for New Orleans. But let's let's talk about it for for Milwaukee here. And mm-hmm. let's and let's actually combine that. If we're gonna talk about Milwaukee. Let's talk about about Bogdan Bogdanovich as well. Uh-huh. They they get they get him in a uh, in a sign and trade for Divincenzo, Ilyasova, and DJ Wilson. Ilyasova isn't really much anymore. I've never been high on DJ Wilson, and I like Divincenzo. I've but... always kind of liked DJ Wilson. I, I I used to definitely like him. Like in the draft, he was someone I liked yeah. in, in like the later round of the first. Um, why did I say later round of the, later first round? I'm a, <laughs> see, I'm just off today, man. I'm just fucking off today. But, nah, um, let's power but, through it. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, I'm excited to see DJ Wilson get a few more minutes. I think there could be something yeah. there. Steven Chenzo showed flashes. He's also been a train wreck at times over the last uh, year or two. But and you know, those are two intriguing guys to you know kick the tires on and take a look at yeah. if you're the Kings. But like, I I hate this for the Kings. I hate so, it. I hate okay. it. I hate it. I don't understand what this is. Like, are they trying? Are the Kings like kind of re? If they're re, are they trying to like reset and rebuild, even though they were already in a rebuild? So, so let me. So I actually don't mind it for the Kings. So let me let me give you my reasoning, and then and then I'll, and then you can you can retort. Mm-hmm. Here here's why I laugh. Again, clearly, I mean Bogdanovich is already 28. He. He doesn't really fit, I guess, with the De'Aaron Fox type core, and they're also going to be having to trade Buddy Heald soon. So they kind of are in a little bit of another rebuild. You get a younger player in DiVincenzo, who 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 I who I happen to like, for a player that you really had no interest in keeping. Remember, Bogdanovich was a free agent, and they could have chosen to re-sign him, but then essentially you're paying a combined what like maybe $80 million a year for a core of Fox, Heald, and Bogdanovich that won't even get you the eighth seed in the West. It it, it it gets them out of unnecessary salary cap trouble before it even happens. And you're getting a young player who has potential for someone that they didn't even seem to really want. My retort to that would be, why are you picking, like, I, I would pick Bogdanovich over Heald if you had to pick one any day. Well, I mean, yeah, but when but when it comes to Heald, to trade him, you have to take back salary too. So it, it's it's so regardless, you're kind of put in salary cap hell. I mean, uh, truthfully, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would try to be doing everything you can to not trade Heald right now. See, I I, I think that getting out of Heald's, I mean, I don't want to say getting out of Heald's contract because. 
his contract like isn't good it's necessarily, a, but he's terrible. he's still a very good player. Like he's I, he had a tough last year or so, but I think he's gonna come back. That's that happens sometimes with shooters. They just have like I'm sure I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm sure Marco Bellinelli from a year is just like you know he was down to like 35 percent or 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 what have you, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that. I will say one other thing about this trade is that I understand what you're saying, and especially about not taking salary back for Heald, but yep. this is indicative of a team that does not know where they're going. And that's not good. Oh, we no, saw I, I completely agree. This is the, the Kings don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't know what this new front office regime is doing. I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll find that out. There's, yeah. I, 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 the Kings, I will be skeptically pessimistic with whoever's uh their gm as well as the knicks as well as the pistons as whoever you know the for sure with all the joke teams that we love to make fun of um but this is this is kind of a weird move and it's gonna be interesting to see what they do the rest of the offseason yeah yeah we'll 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 see what else but in terms of in terms of milwaukee now i'm in terms of milwaukee Hockey now, I'd argue that that their their new starting lineup of Drew Holiday, Bogdanovich, Middleton, Giannis, Brook Lopez. I mean, I would I I would say that uh, I would say that they're certainly the the favorites to to at least have the best record in the East again, whether or not they win the East. But I certainly think they'll have the best record again. I agree with that. I think they will. I think they will. It's gonna be this is gonna it's gonna put to the test. This is gonna put the the Giannis. Offense, yep. Coach Bud, all of it to the test, and I think they still could use one more piece, yep, whether so we'll it's a bench score or another defender, especially because we know Wesley Matthews is going to leave, even though that's not like a massive loss. But yeah. I mean, we're gonna, it's it's. I, I agree though that I think best record in the East is is a, is a really safe and easy prediction. Yeah, yeah, and and, and honestly, this this move kind of it. It seems like a lot to give up for for guys if you don't think Giannis is coming back. So I w- I'm actually I'm I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it the scores t- the 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 William Robbins scores table guarantee. I think Giannis signs an extension before the season starts. Mm. I'm gonna go I'm gonna say it. I've been thinking it, so I'm gonna say it. Why not? What do you think? If I were a betting man. <laughs> I think I would, I think I would put my money on that rather than because I, I don't yeah. see Giannis leaving. I mean, you know, people are really playing up the Giannis to the Heat thing, and myself included, because I think that you know, there's a lot of there's a huge Greek community in Miami, Miami. Mm-hmm. Other than you know, being a red state, what what do you not like about Miami? Great Cuban <laughs> food, South Beach. Hey, I I need to go to. I'm still trying to go to Miami, but um. But uh, but but yeah, I I don't I don't I don't see him going. I think I I agree. I think yeah. I think he'll re up. I think he'll re up. All right, so let's 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 get on to the next trade here, and this is a trade that 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 I really like. The Trailblazers acquire Robert Covington from the We're Not Blowing It Up Rockets for. <laughs> tra- <laughs> Which, don't worry, we'll we'll get to the Rockets in a little oh, bit. Oh boy, yeah, I'm excited. Um, for Trevor Ariza and two first-round picks, one of which I believe is the 16th pick in this year's draft. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I say I really like this trade for for the Blazers. You know, I I there's issues with this trade, and I think it's some it's kind of a little much to give up to for Roko and the Blazers are kind of. 
they're in that weird position that the Clippers were in a few years ago, where they're a guy away, but nobody's really sure of they. They're like, oh, we're we're a wing away. Like everybody yes. knows they're kind of a wing away, but nobody knows who it's gonna be. And the Clippers were for a while in the in the position where they were just throwing shit against them. They were throwing wings against the wall. They throw out Matt Barnes. They got Lance Stevenson. They got Paul Pierce. Yep. Washed Paul Pierce. Yep. They they were they had no idea. Jeff was Jeff Green on the Clippers back then. Oh, he was. Oh, <laughs> the Clippers threw every wing Bridget against the Bass. wall. They they threw every single Josh Smith. Yes, Lance. Threw... <laughs> uh, the, the, the Clippers, Bob Mute. They threw every. They, they they went through every single wing they could. They went yep. through. They went, it, it was, it's pretty hilarious in retrospect. And that's kind of what the Blazers have been doing for the last two years. And out of all the shit they've thrown against the wall, Rocco's easily the best piece of it. He can defend, yep. hit threes. He had a great, uh, really impressive playoffs where I, you know, I always liked Covington, but it was always like, okay, this guy's making $70 million. Let's yeah. blow much, but he showed his value. And if you're the Blazers, man, your time is not just your time is not just now. Your time is this very millisecond. It's 3:15 p.m. Yeah. right now. It's 3:15:55 p.m. because I got the fucking yeah. seconds ticker on my computer. Their which time is, is also, right now. Important. Their time is right now. <laughs> which is important to know. It as the time we record this is 3:15 on a Tuesday. So any trades that happen today. Uh, um, if it if it is after, we're gonna have another podcast pretty soon after the draft. We will cover. Any other trades that happen today and tomorrow then? Um, But yeah, so Robert Covington, uh, I think that he's the perfect fit for the Blazers. He's exactly what, like you said, what they've wanted for years. I think that he is the perfect third slash fourth player. And he, the Blazers, congratulations to the Portland Trail Blazers. They have improved their defense 100%. And by 100%, uh-huh. I mean they now have one player on their roster capable of playing defense. <laughs> That's a, that's a certain yeah, problem that was, with the... that, was, that, that was mean to Zach Collins, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> you're you're so in on Zach Collins. I am. Yeah, you really are. It's, it's you know I'm, I like Zach Collins. I don't but, love him, but I. But I, I it's good. I'd argue that I'd argue that a Lillard, McCullough, Gary Trent Jr. potentially Robert Covington and Nurkic lineup is pretty good. It's it, it's not going to win the title, but. Like, if that lineup made the Western Conference Finals again, would it shock you? Lillard's really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I don't I, I don't disagree. I mean, the thing with – I think I already told you this about the, the Blazers that really kind of freaks me out is just, like, how many miles that are on Lillard right now. And oh, okay. I believe in Dame. I hope by all means he keeps being Dame Dollar and going crazy in the playoffs and just, just being one of the most – closest thing we've seen to Allen Iverson since Allen Iverson yeah I don't know if that's like a fair comparison but you know what I mean no I, I want to see we need to see that but the, the amount of punishment and minutes he's played in the last in the last like two years is just it's yeah. kind of incredulous and they yeah. need some type of I mean Drew Holiday in a perfect world you know could be on the Blazers and just you know you can play off ball you could handle the ball yeah. Dame, Dame could take some breathers but you know they need to get that guy in the draft. I mean, yeah, you know, backup point guards. Not, yeah, exactly. not too hard to get. Not too hard to get. But they no, need a no. good one. They need a good one. 
And that's kind of the last hole on this team right now. And, you know, yeah. their, their, their window is this year. It is this year. Yeah, and, and, and part of the reason I also like this trade for, for Portland is, let's say, let's say you keep the 16th pick. And, 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 and what, they'll probably get, like, what, like the 21st pick next year or something? Mm-hmm. I'd argue, I'd argue that, um, I mean, who, who are they going to draft? Another, another Nasir Little? I, I just, Robert Covington makes a lot more sense for them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Time is now. It's, it's, it's an overpay, but this, this team doesn't need more rookies. They just, just go for it. Lillard, Lillard is 31. Like, just go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on this trade? Uh, no, sir. All right, so let's, let's, let's get on to the next one. Uh, the Phoenix Suns acquire Chris Paul. From, from the Thunder for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, and Jacques LeCue. Jacques Le- who? Jalen LeCue. What am I saying? <laughs> what am I saying? I was like, yeah. <laughs> My man sounds like he. My guy sounds like he was in the French Revolution. Like what the? LeCue. Is that a? Is that someone? Hmm. I mean, he he's, he sounds like he was at the guillotine back in, like, the 1800s, you know, or whatever yeah. they were doing back with Louis XIV. And... Looks like he's a painter. <laughs> Jalen McHugh. Oof. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. And then, so, yeah, basically. So the Phoenix Suns essentially got Chris Paul for Ricky Rubio because, mm-hmm. you know— Phoenix had had their best part of the season once Kelly Oubre got hurt. Kelly Oubre is coming back from a torn Achilles, I believe it is. Um, who even knows if he's going to be 100, percent you know, or, or, or when he'll come back for next season. Plus, he's on an expiring deal. I think this is a great trade for Phoenix. I'm giving this a B to B plus, and I'm going to yeah, preface this by I'm saying thinking. it's it's optimistic. I, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic with them yeah. because it's obviously Phoenix, one of the most incompetent franchises you'll come across. But I like this move overall. The thing here, and I think this is, you know, pretty obvious for anyone who, you know, follows basketball. This is either going to go really well or really badly. Like this is either going oh, to be yeah. the Suns are going to be fun and they're going to like make the playoffs. They'll lose in the they'll get killed in the first round, but they will yeah. they can make the playoffs next year and be like a fun team to watch. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, or Devin Booker is traded by February. Chris Paul, absolutely. After, you know, after oh yeah, <laughs> there. I mean, there's this in a complete shit show. It's it's one of the two. There's no there's no in the middle. There's no thirty and thirty eight. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a very good chance that that this ends up being a disaster for Phoenix. I th- I think by the way, this is a. Uh, it's a fine trade for the Thunder too. You get off a big contract, you acquire some young guys. Why not? Um, but I, I but like for, the, I like I like it less for the Thunder. I like it yeah. less for the Thunder. Oh no, Ty, Ty, I mean, Ty Jerome is interesting. He's interesting. Shout out to Ty Jerome. I know, like, there's there's a weird scene, like the New York the New York City hoop scene, like Ty Jerome, like Eric Pascal, Hamadou mm-hmm. Diallo. Like, yeah, I've heard a lot of. A, a lot of stuff about these guys from people in the city and whatnot. And supposedly Ty Jerome's got game and whatnot, you know, doing this thing uptown. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, um, so what was I going to say? See, I, I get off on these weird tangents yeah. about like, <laughs> so let me, let me, let me say this about Phoenix. The, the goal of every NBA team is not to win the championship. So, and that's something that I always need to constantly remind myself. The goal 
for the Phoenix Suns right this second is not to win the championship. Their goal is to, is to make even the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. So if they bring in Chris Paul and next year, you know, they may, I, I, I think it's totally conceivable. They make the, make the fifth seed. That's what the Thunder were this year. And I think that they're a better team than the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, a, a lineup of you know Chris Paul and um, and and DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker should hypothetically be a fifth seed. I think that's good enough for that. Hypo- a fifth seed. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Wait. What, All right. Fine. The, a sixth seed. Wait. What? What were the Western Conference playoff seeds? All right. Last let, me, year? let me let me let me let me pull it up. A fifth. A five seed. Well, the Thunder were the five, five seed, seed this year. That's why I'm saying well, that. The Thunder had SGA, and they're the Thunder. They have Stephen yeah, Adams. And they Devin have guys Booker, who know what the Devin, fuck to do. They, Devin you know. Booker's better than than SGA. Okay, so this is so okay. I theoretically, so I think that that I mean some of the top seeds are going to be the same. The Lakers, the Clippers, the the Nuggets are going to be up there. Um, I think the Rockets are going to drop way down, and we'll get to them right after this. Uh, I think the Thunder are the Thunder are obviously going to fall out. I, I, who knows what the Jazz will do? I think the Mavericks go up, the Blazers go up. But other than that, I mean, why not? Oh, the Blaze, the, the Warriors. I forgot about the Warriors. Okay, so it'll make like the sixth or seventh seed. Grizzlies. Yeah, but Jaron Jackson. Who knows when he's coming that back? That Grizzlies team's gonna even without Jaron Jackson, that Grizzlies team's gonna be good. That's, that Grizzlies team's gonna be really good. I've got, we, I've got quality without Jim. I've got I've got more confidence in the rest of the West than the Spurs. Right. Spurs make a few moves this offseason, maybe. All right. Well, oh, I just I, like I, sitting on the Suns too. I have I have <laughs> I have one rumor that I also want to quickly mention that I was I, I forgot to mention last one. Fuck yeah. This is from uh, a reporter for Sirius XM Radio and the Daily Times. Mm-hmm. Mitch Lawrence. The Orlando Magic turned down the identical Blazers offer to land Robert Covington for Aaron Gordon. I, I think I told you when I saw the Bleacher Report alert that uh, Matt, report Magic willing to listen to offers for Aaron Gordon. I almost spit <laughs> on my cereal last night. Like, oh wow! Oh, we're really doing this? Really oh doing no! This? I, I should. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, a a reason and two picks for Aaron Gordon. They probably. I don't know. They probably should have done that. But I don't know what their goal is. I don't know what their the, the goal ma- is. The Magic don't. The, let's let's have a full news flash. The Magic don't know what their goal is. That's true. They, they that's have true. no idea. They have no idea. It's it's. Yeah, that is to true. To be determined. To be determined. That is true. All right, the last trade I want to get to here. The Lakers tr- trade Danny Green and a 2020 first round pick to the Thunder for Dennis Schroeder. This is because they don't expect to re-sign John Rondo. Danny Green was kind of a disaster for them all year. And yeah, I think it's I think it's I think it's a great trade for the Lakers. I think it's a great trade for the Thunder. You get another draft pick for a player that you basically got for free. My problem with the Thunder here is that and and this this goes into the Chris Paul trade as well where it's like you, you you have picks. The pick yeah. not having draft picks is not the problem here. And obviously they're gonna try to parlay in these picks into a into a big time player maybe or some other fun young guys to build around or what have you. But it's like I, at one at what point how many picks is enough? Like Schroeder had a good year last year. He's still pretty young, right? Yeah, I, I was actually really impressed with um, how he was like a mentor to SGA, and those guys really seemed to connect, and he bought into the culture there. And I mean, I don't, I don't love this for the Thunder. I, I love do. this. I think that they're 
I mean, the Thunder are obviously taking, they're clearly rebuilding right now with Gallo's going to walk. They're probably going to, you know, trade yep. Steven Adams or whatever this season, even though I kind of want them to hang on to Steven Adams just because he's like, a, I think he would resign there and he's just like a great culture Steven guy. Adams. Set screens. Great we'll at, screen setter. We'll get we'll, to that podcast someday. Don't worry. <laughs> We're going to have a what's, full what's breakdown not, on Aaron Baines, Al Horford, Steven Adams, and Marcin Gortat. What's not to like about Steven Adams, you know? Just fucking tattoos. But um, uh, my great. thing with the – for the Lakers, I think this I, – I would give this move a B plus because, you know, Schroeder's yeah. a great guy to add to your roster. But he doesn't – he fills the void of KCP if he leaves, which the Lakers should want him to leave. They, he fills that void. Not just very nicely. I think he, he's better than – he's better than KCP. Yeah, but the Rondo hole is—it's—it's it's a big asshole. It's—it's it's a yeah. really, really, really big loss for them. That Wesley Matthews or whoever they yeah, Rondo well, can I only th- really fill Rondo holes. It's not like Marcus I, Smart I, or someone. You know? I think that Alex Caruso will take a little bit of a leap. I think that'll help. No, Alex Caruso is like twenty-seven. Like I—I I like Alex Caruso. He? He's a good NBA player. He's like—he's fucking old. I thought he was like twenty-five. Let's see. Oh, he's 26. Okay, so right, right in the middle. What's the difference? He's uh, turning 27 in February. He's turning so, 27 in three months. So this this might surprise you because this surprised me. Dennis Schroeder this year shot 41% on catch and shoot threes. Wow. I think I think I think that he'll fit in well there. He's he's a decent enough playmaker. He can shoot. And Dennis Schroeder, we talked about this when we were discussing the Thunder. Dennis Schroeder is a win a random playoff game on his own guy. Oh, he is. And 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 you, I think that those guys are always helpful. So I like the I like the trade. They were dying to get off of uh, Danny Green. He was very bad for them at mm-hmm. at points. Mm-hmm. Um, and and who are they going to draft at number thirty? That was better than Dennis Schroeder. I think it's a, I think it's a fine trade. Danny Green is like he kind of it's it's too bad because I feel like he got a lot of shit, but. You know, for the for that shot he missed, and obviously, yeah. you know, it would be nice if he made that shot. I mean, that's kind of what he was there for in the yeah. first place. But I I I like Danny Green, and I think he got you know people shitted on him a little meanly for that. But yeah. um, there's a certain point with guys like him and Robert Horry, the same thing happened to where it's like their name and their playoff rep like outweighs their actual like oh, still sure. skill level. And it's like Danny Green's like Eminem. Like Eminem had like some great albums back before 2005. Eminem has yeah. made, like, shitty music for 15 years. Like, this chill-on, like, getting an Eminem feature isn't what it used to be. <laughs> Eminem's going to make a diss song about me. This is not going to be good. I'm going to get, like, just ethered. I'm going to get killed. I'm going to be, Jenny, I'm gonna Jenny be Green. on all these, like, Eminem oh, rapping rap blogs. But, like, <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying. Danny, Danny Green has now won three title, three titles, I think, or four. Did he win two with San Antonio or one? I think he only won one. I think he won two, right? I mean, let me, let me see. But Dan, Danny Green won, um, has, has won three title, three different titles in three different cities at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, he's still only 33. I think that you know he's he's well past his uh, his starting shooting guard days. But I would still love him as like a guy. He's won three titles. I'd still love him as a guy. You know, like off the bench for a team. And he's still. Danny Green will keep getting them checks. He will yeah. keep getting them checks. Oh, we have some. We have some breaking Gordon Hayward news. Oh. Gordon Hayward and the Celtics are working to extend the deadline on when he on when he can decide his player option from today at 5 p.m. to Thursday afternoon. He still hasn't fucking decided. I guess he hasn't. I don't know. I I, I wonder if that means they're working on a trade with him, like a like an extended trade. 
I mean, I don't know. You know I don't, Boston's I don't, I don't... not that nice a town. <laughs> like, I mean, what do we? <laughs> could, you, could, could you could you blame him for wanting to leave though? I I, I almost feel like it's snake bet. I I mean, it's. I don't know exactly the definition of snake bit, but if snake bit is just like bad fucking luck, like just really bad. Like yeah, just, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's 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 not. I I I agree with that. I agree. I think sometimes you know you just need a fresh start. Yeah. You need a fresh start. It's like a couple. It's broke up. You know, got back together, had a bunch of fights, made up. It's like after a while, you just need you need to go on fucking Bumble or wherever. You just yeah. need to ch- need to chill out, start over. Yeah. To me, to me, this, this to me this feels like Gordon Hayward is. Is not going to be on the Celtics next year. It it's it seems like they're they're going to try they're trying to work him into a trade or something. Um, but I don't oh, want to get into hypotheticals. But I, one hypothetical I do want to get to: uh-huh. James Harden. True. Because I want to talk about the the collapse of, of whatever is going on with the Thunder. Um, now I, I'm not, you know, so hard Harden. He apparently the two teams that he wants are. Are Philly and Brooklyn more so Brooklyn? First of all, congratulations! I owe thank you. you. A, I owe you a congratulations. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I know you're you're hoping you got your fucking crystal ball. You got your concoctions in your in your apartment, just hoping for just like terrible things on the Nets and Kyrie, and just like you know, no, I I know you I know you no, want no, just... not the Nets, not the Nets, just Kyrie. Let's, let's be clear. <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll take your word for it. If you if you replace if you replace him with uh with 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 someone else, I would I would I love that team. You know I was a Nets fan before before he went there. You know what? I'm just gonna throw this out there. They're 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 arenas you know like, what the best you know, from me. You know what the best thing about Harden might being might be that one of the reasons the best things about him coming. What's that? Because if Kyrie's a dick, you can trade him for Westbrook. Oh my! Oh my! Wait I'm, a minute! I'm, I'm fucking serious. I'm so I'm so Wait, dead ass. Hear me out. I'm so dead ass. Hear me out. The the Brooklyn Nets starting lineup: at <laughs> yes. point guard, Russell Westbrook; at shooting guard, James Harden; at small forward, Kevin Durant; at power forward, you sign Serge Ibaka. Yes. And then at center, you bring back Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> Who says no? <laughs> Nick Carlson, maybe you know. Nick little, Carlson. Little, little. <laughs> What's Nazi Muhammad up to? A little Daquan Cook action. <laughs> I'm so um, I'm, I'm in on this act. I'm so dead at. I'm so serious. I'm so serious. So so there there's 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 one thing, and I'll, and I'm sure that by the time we record our next podcast, we'll have an idea of where James where James Harden's going because I really yes. want to talk about draft stuff today. Mm-hmm. But is it a coincidence that the two teams that he requested have his former general manager and his former head coach? Hell no. I agree. So, so not. I, 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 was that a rhetorical question or what was? No, no. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> yes. I think, I think this clearly means that he was unhappy with the decision the Rockets went in terms of that, and he's more loyal to those guys than the team. Absolutely, absolutely. No question about it. No question about it. Also, like, if being loyal to a team, like I wouldn't be loyal to a team if like my if a team kicked off my people. I wouldn't. It's like it's like if a company fires like your best friends and you and they give you a promotion. It's like kind of fucked up to stay. It's like really fucked up to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. All yeah, future we, employers take note. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, check we'll, me we'll, out before hiring me. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see what happens. Oh, one more one more random uh, random news thing. 
the uh, the Celtics posted a picture just now of their new jersey sponsors. Excuse me, of their new jersey sponsorship, and their their yeah. sample photo is with the number forty six Aaron Baines jersey. So Aaron Baines oh. and the Celtics confirmed. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Um, no, I'm, I'm I, I, obviously not confirmed, but it is interesting they picked forty six. Sign and trade for uh, Time Lord. Yeah, it would make sense. It would explain Time Lord's tweet earlier today. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's talk draft because there is tomorrow's the draft. There's so much to talk about. Um, so excited. We, we so have, excited. I've I have a few notes on a few players that we're gonna get to, but let's start off with the potential number one pick of the draft, Lamelo Ball. Oh boy. So I have said this before. I am not very high on Lamelo Ball. I don't understand the the hype necessarily surrounding him. Uh, I mean, I, that, that's a little unfair. Like, he has awesome vision. Like, he, he does have awesome vision. So did when Kendall he's on as a passer. What? So did Kendall Marshall. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's significantly better passer. Than <laughs> so did Kendall Marshall. But that was I forgot about Kendall Marshall. What happened to him? I don't know. What is he? Beijing Sharks? <laughs> I don't know. Let's. <laughs> Let's let I'll I'll look up Kendall Marshall while you while you talk about Lamelo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, for Lamelo, like I just don't. It's one of those things with the risk and reward, man. I really like a lot of these guys in this ten to twenty range of the draft, and it's just not it's not worth the headache and the risk. It's it's just not worth it. I just don't see why when you're when you're. Li- it's like, I feel like Walter White in Breaking Bad when he's got the guy in the basement and he's trying to figure out if he's gonna kill him or not, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna make a list of pros and cons it's like oh it's the moral thing to do it's like oh he might kill your family and like not that lamella ball might kill your family but he might kill your team's will to play <laughs> just a possibility it's, it's not it's not out of the it's not out of the uh not out of the not running or not it's not not a possibility like yeah, it's just, okay. it's like, yeah. like some of the like some of the fucking shots that i was taking in australia it's yeah. like i get your teammates aren't great but can yeah. we chill on like pulling up from 35? So, so a, few, a little much here. So a few Lamelo things, uh, but first, Kendall Marshall, assistant coach with the University of North Carolina. Oh wow, that's so a, good that's for a, him. That's a come up. Good, good for, for him. him. So a few notes on Lamelo Ball that I took: 25% shooting from three point, with 35. An awful, awful jump shot oh, form. Oh, I don't I'll know get what, to his jump what shot. that don't thing is. It's I don't. 37% it's like a, <laughs> from the field. 72% from the free throw line. Now, I love his measurements. He's 6'10", has a 6 or sorry, he's 6'7 with a 6'10 wingspan. Love that. He's 180 pounds, which makes him in, one of the skinniest players in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, he's skinny. He's got a great he's he's a great playmaker, great passer, great passing with both hands. He's incredibly patient. Um, he's a great ball handler. So those are all great things about him. That being said, uh He's a bit of a my my way player, if you know what I you mean. Think, you think? Um, terrible jump shot form, like like terrible. Like I don't I don't I don't see a path to him becoming a better shooter until he changes his jump shot. It's like a two handed push shot. It's like his if you look at his shot in close motion, like if you get no. like an up close zoom, his hand his one of his his non like main hand is like kind of spinning the ball on like the side slash top, like it's. Yeah. It's like a catapult. I don't know what that thing is. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. He's also he also is an incredibly high usage player. Like we have absolutely yeah. no idea how he's how he'd be without a like I think he had like a thirty five percent usage rate in, in Australia. Which, yeah. you know, that's like 
that's like Russell Westbrook MVP season level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will I will say one thing about Lamelo that I I touched on last episode. You read any scouting report of him, one thing they say he has defensive potential. Yeah, he has I defensive hate that. potential. He has defensive. He, he has got long arms. Doesn't give a shit. That's Lamelo Ball on defense. Yep. I don't. I want to say no offense to Lamelo because I'm sure he's oh. hopefully hopefully a very nice guy. But like, Sorry, the, have, the, the some... defense is re- it's it's reprehensible. It's reprehensible. Yeah. We have some breaking James Harden news. Oh shit. James Harden reportedly wants out of Houston due to owners Trump support. Oh yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's, that's from TMZ. Yes. That, yes. that came out a few hours ago. I didn't notice. Yes. Yeah, two hours ago. I didn't notice. <laughs> Fuck Donald. Let's fucking go. That's Let's really go. Funny. That's what that's I'm talking. Really James funny. Harden is one of my favorite players in the in the NBA now. Oh my god. Okay, don't push it. But <laughs> that's it. I, that 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 makes that 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 uh, makes up for all the nights I really I watched James Harden play basketball and wanted to cry. Oh god, that's funny. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, back, back, back <laughs> free to throw number ball. 17 of the game. <laughs> back to Lamella Ball. I am incredibly, incredibly down on him, especially if he goes to Minnesota. I don't know what that. That's that because, is hilarious. Because it's really his, funny. His fit with with D'Angelo Russell is terrible. If he goes to Minnesota, we're moving uh, Gershon Rosas in my list of uh, worst GMs in the league. Unless, unless he, unless he has a trade scheduled for D'Lo, but yeah. Yes. And but, but regardless, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade D'Lo. Regardless, <laughs> the, the thing with Lamelo Ball is a lot of players in this draft. I look at and I'm like, I'm like, well, well, I think you're gonna get drafted too high, but I think you're still gonna have a pretty good career. Mm-hmm. LaMelo Ball does not have role player potential. No, it's, either it's boom or he's bust. He's going to be a star or he's going to be out of the league in three years. Mm-hmm. Or well, it's four years for, his, for his, you know, his full rookie deal. But I just – I'm not I, – I, and I don't personally see it with LaMelo. I would, try, I would avoid him, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. That's my opinion on him. We shall see. I, I'm staying away. There's too many red flags. History is a great teacher, and um, I think I, I hope I've learned. I, I'm, I'm staying away. I'm staying and that away. And doesn't even include the red flag of his whole family. And he refuses to change his shot. I read I read somewhere he refuses to it change is? his jump That's shot. It's like fuck no. Okay, I'm I'm out. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Well, from from a player I don't like to a player I do like. Nice. Let's talk about James Wiseman. Interesting. Okay. Okay. James Wise. I want to hear what you think. I want to hear what you think. Seven foot one, two hundred and forty pounds, seven foot six wingspan. You know I. You know I like a wingspan. Mm-hmm. There are uh, there, there there's 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 certain thing. There's very few things that I like more in basketball, more than a large wingspan. Some of the things include a good screen, um, a fourth quarter free throw, mm. um. And uh, and a good bounce pass in transition. I was gonna say Zendaya. <laughs> I was talking basketball. But <laughs> otherwise, sure. So so James Wiseman is I think the perfect pick if if the Warriors don't trade their pick. By the way, I saw a rumor that like hmm, would the Warrior would the Warriors consider trading their pick for Demar Derozan? Um, no. <laughs> No, I love NBA Twitter <laughs> sometimes. This is some good, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, 
But James Wiseman, I think, would be the absolute perfect fit for that team because the thing with James Wiseman, I think a lot of it is going to be his success is going to come based on what people perceive his success as, if that makes sense. So it's valid. I because I don't think that James Wiseman, I don't he's never I don't think he'll ever be the best you know the best center in the league. And if you're if you're drafting him expecting like a like an Embiid or something like someone that can be the best player on your team, that's not going to be James Wiseman. But James Wiseman is going to be a very good NBA player. He is probably the best athlete in the draft. He's incredibly fast, huge wingspan, great pick and roll threat, great rebounder, great shot blocker. Um. But but, you know, the issues with him come from being on a team that would expect him to do too much. He's not a great passer. He gets tunnel vision with his shooting. He you know, he needs he needs to learn a lot of like defensive, like like uh, deep, like fundamentals, kind of, kind of that time lord, time lord Mitchell Robinson. Stop jumping at everything. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Which is literally which is like why, half which is the why, entire draft has that problem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I know. I said the same thing about Unkongwu. I said the same thing about uh, who who is the other super athletic center we did in the first episode. Anyway, yes, um, I think mm-hmm. yes. Um, but if you know if Wiseman goes to to the Warriors, I think that he could learn a lot there, mm-hmm. and I think that that would be the number one place that he can really succeed. And I think that that, that coincidentally they're the team that in the lottery. Or he's the player in the lottery that they could use the most. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if James Wiseman goes to goes to Charlotte, and now we're looking at this like, oh, by the way, I hate the fit next to him in Towns too. I I, just I get, really don't get like that across, Wiseman too. and Charlotte. I, it's it's a lot. I think for him, the fit matters. I mean, obviously, fit always matters, but it matters to everyone. But yeah, but, I also kind of want. I also kind of worry about his like basketball. I don't want to say basketball IQ because I I really like that he's a high character guy and hard worker yeah. and smart. It's it's huge. It's huge. But you know, I think that not being able to really create his own shot and whatever is something that hopefully yeah. you know I think he's going to be able to learn that in time, especially on the Warriors because the Warriors have a really good like replica with someone like him. As far as just how raw they were, and I think Kevon Looney is someone I didn't really like at the draft that much. I was like, this guy's like really, really raw. Like he's a few years away from him in the D League, and he was actually able to contribute like good minutes yeah. way before I thought he would. And I think with the Warriors track record with these type of guys, this is the type of I, I think this is a it's a home run swing t- worth taking a chance on. And yeah. the thing with you know the, the Warriors are really in that. They're the third team, I think, really in just like recent NBA history to be in this position where it's yeah. the first team was the, the Lem Bias and the second team was Darko. And those were, you know, went wrong mm-hmm. for different reasons. But I think that Wiseman has a lot more like bias potential. Not like, you know, not the, you know. I, I know what you be, mean, yeah. Not, not, <laughs> not, not like the, yeah. Not, not fatal potential, but like, I think that yes, he's someone potential. that you can. Yes. Uh, yeah. He, it's, he could, it's pretty universally agreed that if, if you know Len Bias didn't die, he would have been a very good NBA player. Yes, and you know Wiseman's rawer than Bias, but he will be able to play right away. And Darko was like, it's like I think play with the scrubs in like yeah. half an hour if we're up I mean, and by enough. James Wiseman's worst case scenario, I think, is still like you know DeAndre Jordan. I mean, he needs to get get on the bench press a little bit, but yes. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he does need some strength, but he but he but he has the potential to be a pretty good shooter too. He kind of looks like Bosch when he shoots. I, I have no I have no issue with his form. He doesn't have like you know hideous form or whatever. Yeah. All right. Let's let let, let let's get on to a few more players. Well, mm-hmm. so we're, we're gonna go kind of rapid fire with these last few players here, but um, let's let's let's. Let's talk about uh, Denny. Denny, how do you how do you pronounce it? Denny Avdia. 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 Denny Avdia. Um, Julian, what do you have on him? Because I know you, I know you had opinions on him. You know, I don't I don't love Avdia. The thing with me is that I think that you know I, he he plays hard, makes the right plays, but I just don't really see like all star even like I don't see all star potential with him. And I think that he he has a chance to be. Uh, one of your eight guys on a very good team, maybe uh, you know a championship team or whatever. But I think that I, the problem with him is I don't want to. It seems bad when you compare like European forwards to European forwards. But Mario Hazonia was like mm-hmm. Abdia's age and was like a lot better. And yeah. I don't want to. My thing with Abdia is that he reminds me a lot of Jared Culver last year, where it's like not a great first step. He doesn't do anything like exceedingly well. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he rotates on defense. He cuts. He does a lot of he, he does a lot of good things for you. Yeah. And I think that he will be able to make a decent impact right away. But I, I just don't see if you're taking someone in the top ten. Like, do you want to go for a little more potential? Like, I think Ty, someone like Tyrese Maxey is going to be a better player than Obvia. That's just my opinion. So with Obvia, excuse me, Obvia. Odd. Can you say it one more time, please? Avdia. Avdia. Oh, one last thing. Yeah. His, the jump shot obviously is going to be like a huge thing with him, and he's a bad free throw shooter. It's just not, mm. not, not great. Even though his form is like, is not bad. Yeah. And supposedly he's been working on his shot, and it's like a lot better now. Yeah. So, so a few things with him. Um, first of all, six ten wingspan. You know that matters to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I think that he's going to be the two names that came into my head watching him. Again, and, and and the same thing. I hate comparing euros to euros, but the mm-hmm. problem is a lot of euros kind of play the same. So the two <laughs> the, the two names that kind of came to my mind were 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 Hito and Hazonia. Mm, Hito, I like that. I like. So that. I think that he's going to be somewhere kind of in between them. I think that he's. I think that if Advi, if if it, I'm calling him Denny, if Denny has has <laughs> a, uh, I can't Ad. Avdia, Avdia, I got it, Avdia. If Avdia has, um, you know, if he has a few seasons in there where he's averaging like 15, 5, and 5, it wouldn't shock me. Oh, me either. He has, it, when you watch him in transition, he actually looks a lot like Ben Simmons too, which is weird. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's got a lot of really good, um, a really good strength. You know, He's a great passer. He's patient, creative around the basket. He's great off ball, looks great in transition. He's a good team defender. So even though he's not a great individual defender per se, he's a great team defender, which, you know, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a pretty good post player. And he's kind of got a little bit of that Lucas high arc step back three mm-hmm. where he might not be able to hit it as as much. But, you know, he it, it's it's at least a, a go to move of his. Mm-hmm. Um he, but but I mean, like so many other guys, the key to his success is going to come down to the weight room. He needs to get stronger. He needs to be able to become a better rebounder positionally. Needs to work on his catch and shoot. Got to get better laterally. But you know, I he is an incredibly tough person to assess. I probably wouldn't use like you know like a top 
four or five pick on him, but you know, at number eight, it's not the deepest draft. Like I could, you could talk me into him there. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, at eight is a lot more talk, talk, talk inable than four, where some people have the bulls hanging at four and that's like, well, oof, yeah. oof, it's a lot, that's, that's high. Yeah. I mean, I mean there, there's, there, there's a chance he ends up as Denzel Valentine. A lot of, mm. like, like speaking of the Bulls, who someone a, a, I liked in college, actually. a player that I really liked in college, and I, mm-hmm. you know, he's a free agent this year. I hope someone saves Denzel Valentine because I still think mm-hmm. he's got potential. But just in terms of that, like, you know, playmaking, is he a three? Is he a four? He can he can shoot, but not as well as you think he could based on his based on the form of his jump shot. So, it, it, you know, it can go it can go so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, the next next, next next player. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. So I want to talk mm. about Ty- I want to talk about Halliburton and Maxi back to back because they're both named Tyrese and we've never had a player named Tyrese <laughs> in NBA history. Did you know oh, that? Shit. Wow. So what does that mean? It means that at least one of them is going to be good scientifically. Mm, at least one, or or is it going to be both? Is it going to be both? Hey, it could be. If 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 the name mm. Tyrese has a 100% success rate in the NBA, that would be great. Mm, 100%. <laughs> well, I saw I saw it, I saw that there's never been a player named Tyrese, and I feel I feel like that's a sign that one of them has to be good. <laughs> now, that's based on no evidence at all. <laughs> Well, let's let's let, let's talk Halliburton. You want, you want to go first? Um, yeah. So Halliburton, you know, a lot of people are comparing Lamelo to Sean Livingston, and I actually think Halliburton is the guy that reminds me a little bit more of Livingston, also kind of in the SGA type vein, mm-hmm. and just a great passer, can change speeds. He's one of those guys who's like he's like kind of slimy, mm. where he, he he's in the right place at the right time, playmaker. I don't like his – okay, his jump shot is, is – I don't know what it – it's like something from the 1950s. Like oh, I, don't yeah. know what, I don't know what Jumpin' Joe Folks shot <laughs> – you know, what his shot looked like or maybe in, – In my notes, I wrote terrible in all caps and underlined it three times. Terrible. It's weird for it, but, you know, it does go in. It goes in 42% and 80% from, you know what? Uh, from, from go, free throw. Go, go look up Michael, Michael, Michael Kidd Gilchrist's uh, three – percentage in college then then you'll change your mind it was like 46 percent jesus christ damn well that's 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 problematic but i think that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my thing with him is that i think that you know he's smart he hustles he he does the little things he's not like, overly explosive or quick but yep. halliburton is going to be like a very good player for a long time in this league i think that he does have mm. depending on his shot as i mean a lot of guys in the draft it's the exact same thing can they yeah. Is their body going to fill out, this, and can they? This is, this is quite the draft of bad forms. Yeah, weird forms. We're going to get to Isaac Okoro soon. That's yes, a, we will. Oh, boy. So quick, I'm going to just finish this up quickly on Halliburton. Um, I would I, – I like – I really like that pick in, like, the 8 to 9 range. Yeah. So Halliburton I don't love. Uh, he's a great passer. He's got great size, terrible form, good athlete, great a finisher around the rim. You know, he's got good length and stuff, but – He's got really bad defensive footwork. He gets out of position a lot because he gambles so much. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not very strong. He's only 175 pounds. I love his seven foot wingspan, but I just I don't know. I don't I don't see it. I feel I I compared him to Michael Michael Kidd Gilchrist kind of before. That's kind of what I see with him. I'm not in love with the player, but this is Sean Livingston. We will see. Yeah, this is, this, yeah, this we'll, is we'll, very we'll very similar. We'll have mm-hmm. to see. Uh, breaking news: Hayward and the Celtics have agreed to push his, his deadline back officially to Thursday at five o'clock. So we'll see. <laughs> That's long. Um, 
Uh, so, so Tyrese Maxey, the Tyrese that I think will do well. Six uh, three, yes. 198 pounds, six six wingspan. Again, he's a little undersized, like so many people. Needs to put on more weight. Needs to get stronger. Mm-hmm. But what I like about him is that he gives a shit. And the the word I used he's to describe him, he's a bulldog. Yes, the word I used to describe him was jitterbug. And I've only used that word on a few different players throughout the years. I used it on Colin Sexton. I used it on De'Aaron Fox. Maybe maybe it's the hair. Maybe that's what it is. But maybe maybe it's the hair. Maybe it makes makes him look so much faster than he is. But he moves around the court so fast and with so much purpose. Mm -hmm. And – I really, I, I really like him. I like, I think he's a great shooter. I think he's a great shot creator. Now, the problem with his shots is that he creates room, but it's not with as much space as you'd think it is. So it's, they are a lot of tough shots, but he's, he's shown the willingness to, you know, like try to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a great shooter. He protects the ball well. He's a great defender on and off ball. Great body control. He just needs to put on a little more weight. I think, I think that, um, you know, in, in, I think in, in, in a role where he's surrounded by other good players uh, and he's not forced to, you know, take 18 shots a game, I think that he's the kind of player that is going to be very good. I think Halliburton has all-star to star potential. I see that. Halliburton that, or Maxie? I mean, uh, Maxie. Maxie, okay, and, yeah. Maxie and Tyrell Terry. I really t- – Terry for me is like if you yeah. put the two if, – if you put the Curry brothers in a blender – he has mm-hmm. like weird. He's like he's. Gonna, I think he's gonna be better than Seth Curry, but he's obviously not gonna that, be good as yeah. Steph. Like he's. He, I I really really like what he, what he provides. But Maxi, man, I, I I love what I see. I love what I see. Whether it's going out of bounds for you know diving for balls, he reminds me of like there's some Bradley Beal in his game because he's six three, but also like reminds me of Monte Ellis a little bit yep. as far as some different things he can do sure. as far as getting to the rim, change of pace, shooting game. I'm just I'm in on him, and I'm actually just gonna I'm gonna talk about a few other guys real quick just to go rapid fire. Patrick yeah. Williams, I don't think that he should go like top top ten. I think that I don't like he, him. He could be really good as a small ball center. He's kind of like PJ Tuckery, but I, I bad bad f- bad footwork. He's heavy footed on defense. Yep. I don't like his. I think his shot is. I think it's. Ba- he's got bad form. He reminds me of Stanley Johnson a little bit. Like I think I he can I still be like. I, I think I he could like be like a form. good. I think he could be. A, it's really slow. It's, it's slow. He's, yeah. he's, he shoots slow as shit. It's like he could. He could. I could do like a math test by the time he releases the ball. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't particular. I don't particularly like Patrick Williams either. I don't. I don't like his measurements. I don't really like his skill set very much. He, he kind of reminds me of like a Thomas Robinson Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just don't uh, really see it with him. I'll, I'll rifle f- through a few more. Kyra Lewis from Alabama, gr- insanely fast. He reminds me of like kind of he's a little like Brandon Jennings, a little bit like mm. Sexton. Actually, I'm not just saying that because of the hair and he's from the same college, but instead of Schroeder, he's not like the thing is like I, I think that his shot has real potential in it, and you mm-hmm. know his speed, like I said, in transition, he can the guy can fly with seals and whatever, but he's not like a real shot creator, and he's not. I don't like the fact that he's not a great passer or a shot yep. creator for others, but he's a, supposed to be a scoring point guard, but he's not actually that good of a scorer, which is yep. like kind of off-putting for me. Uh, yeah. I will talk about Sadiq Bey real quick he, uh, for sure. player comparison. Jared Dudley. I, mm. I, I really – I think he's going to be in the league for a really long time. He's – you know, he's – almost said he's nice and thick. That sounds a little weird, but he's, you know, <laughs> he's a big guy, great. I, I really like his shot no, thick, form. Thick frame. Yeah, he's a he's, – <laughs> 
<laughs> He's a thick man. Um, all right, actually, actually, you know, I, 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 would I, would, love, I, would, I would love to yeah. discuss the last few of these, and I think we need to. Maybe I should call you later, but I gotta fucking go. All right, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll end that. We'll end there. Uh, tomorrow tomorrow's the draft, so we'll probably put up another podcast a little bit after the draft, talk about what teams made decisions, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah, other than that, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys later this week. Thanks for listening. Hey, see you guys later.